All right. Welcome back to Wrestling in Traffic. Now, if you've seen the dates of my last video, well, video, last podcast, I'm new to this, y'all. It's been quite a long time since I've uh, tried this thing, so I'm going to try another episode. Uh, usually, on the first episode, WrestleMania 1, I actually had some notes. Uh, but um, as any uh, pro wrestling fan knows, uh, our minds are pretty much just, they're just full of wrestling knowledge. So, I do, you know, someone asks you a question about wrestling, you don't necessarily have to look it up. Because you're just like, I know it. And no, I don't have to look on Wikipedia because I know it. So today I'll be talking about WrestleMania 2 from memory. Like I said, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I need to actually look at Wikipedia for this one. Uh, I may not get them all in order, but I think I'll be able to get them because WrestleMania 2 is a little bit different. This happened in 1986 from three locations. I guess uh, Vince McMahon, you know, couldn't sell out one. So he said, ah, I'll just sell out three. The time zones alone would freak me out. Especially because every every uh, venue has five matches, so it only lasts I don't know maybe 30 minutes. You paid for uh, you paid you had your ticket for WrestleMania, and it's only you know two two I'm sorry two to five matches. It wasn't very good, not including battle rolls and all that kind of good stuff. So anywho, just trying to get through traffic here. First match in WrestleMania 1 is quite interesting because you have Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Bipolar, Mr. Atrophied Arm, can I say that? Is that pretty bad? Against Don Morocco. Now, Don Morocco's been around the WWE for a long, long time, but for some odd reason, he missed WrestleMania 1. I, I don't know why. Maybe he was being fined because he hit Jimmy Snooker with a coconut. I have no idea. So... Uh, this match is the opening match, even though Paul Orndorff uh, was the main event in WrestleMania 1. So it's quite odd that he would have to be put into a spot like this. But for some odd reason, this is uh, Paul Orndorff's last WrestleMania, I think, ever. I don't think he's ever appeared in one since then. So uh, this match is a pretty uh, just normal match. Like I said, Mr. Fuji's debut uh, and if you don't, you know, if you didn't know, Mr. Fuji is actually on the outside. Paul Orndorff makes a racial uh, remark by doing the little uh, slanted eyes gimmick that they did. So you know that Mr. Fuji's there. But then in real life, Mr. Fuji's not even Japanese. He's Hawaiian. So there you go. A little fact you didn't know. So the only actual, that's funny, two Hawaiians in this one. Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji from the same part, same part of town. So that match goes and went. And then you actually have, honestly, my favorite match is uh, George the Animal Steel, probably in his late 60s. No, he's probably in his 50s. Uh, against uh, Ra- Ra- Randy Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This is a very uh, unorthodox uh, type of match uh, for the love of Miss Elizabeth. Um, I think, you know, if you look like Randy Savage, you'll get a girl like Miss Elizabeth. But if you look at like George the Animal Steel, you can only hope and pray to get a girl like by uh, get a woman like uh, Miss Elizabeth. So, lesson learned. If you're not a very attractive guy, do what George the Animal Steel does and just take the girl. Like, literally physically pick her up and just take her. And if you watch this match, people were actually giving Elizabeth flowers, which that's one of the last things I ever brought to a wrestling match would be flowers. Uh, but, you know, and he, he hits George the Animal Steel with flowers, getting, you know, pollen everywhere, getting it all into his his chest hair or fur, as Vince McMahon likes to call it. Uh, so I don't even know what the ending of this one was, but you know George the Animal Steel is not going to win. He never wins the title. 
You can barely talk for crying out loud. Then you got the next match, which is, like, literally, he is a legend. He really is. Like, this is his first and only WrestleMania appearance. He is a star of the Canadian Football League, George Wells. We are so honored to actually see him perform in his second job in the WWF. He goes against a guy named Jake the Snake Roberts. You don't have to worry about that. It's his first uh, WrestleMania 2. WrestleMania also. WrestleMania 2 kind of goes together. So this match comes and goes. Uh, poor George Wells, all pro in the Canadian Football League, has to sadly do a job for Jake the Snake Roberts where he foams at the mouth when Damien gets put on him. So Damien's uh, WrestleMania debut as well. So there you go. Comes and goes. And then in the great main event, I mean, this was going to be huge, y'all. Mr. T versus Roddy Roddy Piper in a boxing match. For a moment of silence there. Um, I guess, I guess four rounds, I think it was four, four rounds of these weird punches where the punches actually land on like their wrist. You know, it's like a weird Mike Tyson punch out kind of thing. I think in round four, Roddy Piper body slams uh, Mr. T in a very unworked body slam. He kind of just like scoops him up like you would pick up your little brother. And then, you know, I think uh, Little Beaver's in there. Is it always a Little Beaver? No, Haiti Kid's in there. He's trying to do something. I don't know what. Probably getting squashed in there. I mean, it's ridiculous. And so if I'm correct, that is New Jersey. That's the New Jersey portion of it. Then we go into the Chicago portion of it. Chicago one, if I'm correct, starts with Colonel Cliffner. I can't even say the word. Against Nikolai Volkov in a flag match, which the only, it's not even a gimmick match. The winner gets to raise his flag. Uh, hello, they brought the stupid flags to the ring. So either way, you win. You know, it's not even much of a gimmick match. And I don't know anything about Colonel Cliffner. But I think he turns into, like, Leatherface in the ECW in Japan. Never watched him. A big old buff dude. But this is his first and last WrestleMania. Nikolai Volkov, I think, goes to a next couple, couple few WrestleManias. Next match, I think we have Velvet McIntyre versus the Fabulous Moolah. You can fast-forward this one because it doesn't take very long to fast-forward it. Uh, it almost seems like uh, a mother and their daughter just thrown each other by the hair. That was like a thing. Back in the day, grab a hair and flip them around. Like, you could do a headlock. You could uh, swing the mirror, as they call it. Uh, but the girls, they always got that big permed hair. You just grab a handful and just chunk them. So, the Fabulous Moolah wins. You know, in her, well, not her WrestleMania debut, but her WrestleMania wrestling debut. Coincidental, kind of goes into the next match, uh, where we have the Battle Royal. Now, this is a main event. This has NFL guys against uh, WWF guys. And uh, I, I say it kind of goes with the Moolah thing because Moolah has to actually come out of retirement to wrestle in WrestleMania 2, where Bruno San Martino, who's also in the uh, in the Battle Royal, has to come out of his retirement to be in a Battle Royal against a bunch of football players who can't work. And I don't even think these football players even know that they're uh, in a Battle Royal or how this actually works. Um, I had, on two occasions, I've actually ran into Ed Tutal Jones, who's a referee in WrestleMania 2, and he doesn't really talk about it. All he said was he liked the paycheck. So that's just a stand outside 
So I can't imagine what it was like inside. But they got some funny guys in there. I mean, you got the Iron Sheiks in there. You got, uh, let's try to think of uh, some of the football players in there. Ernie Holmes is in there, who is, like, older than dirt. Uh, but he's in there. He doesn't really look like uh, he belongs there. I feel like he's an alternate somehow. Andre the Giant's in there. So once you see Andre the Giant, in his yellow trunks, by the way, uh, you know he's pretty much going to win. Throws Bret Hart, like, 10 feet up and down onto Jim the Anvil Nightheart to win the thing. But uh, the refrigerator Perry's in there. The kid's like 22 years old, but he still has like the chunky body of like a big chunky 15-year-old. Uh, but he moves very, very well. Uh, it kind of goes to good Big John Stead, who also has a feud with Bill Fralick, who is like a male model, but he's also an offensive tackle, which if you've ever seen professional football, those cannot go together. You cannot be a ma- You can't be good looking and be on the offensive line. It is. It just doesn't work out. Please let me know if there's a good looking like offensive lineman out there. They do their job. They're probably the most important job in football. But you can't be male model ish like Bill Fraley out there. So it just doesn't make any sense. So he doesn't know anything. And then you got big, big Jimbo Colbert. A lot of a Chicago Bears in there doesn't really know how to shoot a promo because he's saying that uh, Haku, we'll call him that, or King Tonga eliminated him, and then he calls him a cheater. He said, he threw, him, he threw me over the top rope. He's a cheater. And I'm like, I, I don't think you understand the rules. But, hey, again, that one comes and goes. Uh, Andre the Giant wins. If you can even get his big body over the top rope, hey, man, you deserve to win a battle roll. No one even tries. They kind of just pretend to pound on him, you know. And so that's, okay, that's, yeah, that's Chicago. Right? No, yeah, I'm in Chicago. I'm still in Chicago, yeah. And then, uh, let's see here. And then we got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Hercules. Uh, by the time you say that whole title of that match, uh, it's over. It's Hercules. He looks really like Hercules. He's got, like, the long hair. He's got, I think, like a sword. And then Ricky Dragon Steamboat has his back knee, uh, you know, just full of just acne on, the, on his back. I don't know why. You know, maybe he's going through some change. I don't know. But that one just comes and go. Ricky Dragon Steamboat's uh, second WrestleMania. Ricky Dragon Steamboat, kind of interesting. Further along in his career, he actually gets smaller, which is quite interesting. And then we got the, uh, uh, what we got here? We got the Dream Team, which please someone look up if WWF had the name Dream Team first, uh, because this is way before 1992 with Michael Jordan. So you had Greg Dammer, Valentine, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake uh, versus the the British Bulldogs, with Ozzy Osbourne. So, who knows? Ozzy Osbourne probably wasn't invited to WrestleMania 2. He was just there doing God knows what drug with the British Bulldogs. And they're like, hey, you know, you can always come to the ring with us. And he's like, yeah! Crazy train! You know, whatever the hell he says. And uh, he, you can tell he's had a few gimmicks already. Uh, because he says, British Bulldogs forever! And I'll say, I don't even think you know what's actually going on here. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, they actually win the titles, if I'm correct. And that, of course, match comes and goes. And then the main event in Chicago. Wait, that was the main event. Wait a minute. Am I still Yeah, I'm still good on this one. Yeah. I got to wait. I, I even think I have. No, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I think those are all the matches in Chicago. Yes. Because that is the main event. There you go. Then we go to Los Angeles, where we see Uncle Elmer versus Adrian Adonis. You know, some of these matches 
and gimmicks wouldn't even, you know, go today uh, because, uh, you know, as everybody knows that Adrian Adonis is playing, you know, a, a wrestler that wears makeup. That's about as far as it goes, just like that. Then you have Uncle Elmer, when he's not uh, selling you a Rolex, he's actually wrestling. He's a big dude. Uh, the old plowboy Frazier. He's one of those people that's so tall and big. I'm like, what did they ever want to do with you in life? Because you don't look like a football player. You have the height to be a basketball player, but you got a gut. It's like someone just stretched you out and gave you a bunch of beer. So I have no idea. So that match, I don't even know who wins that one, but Adrian Adonis is slowly getting bigger and bigger. Uh, he was never like a really athletic guy. I take that back. He's pretty athletic and got to jump around and stuff like that. But he always had those roles. Those roles were just everywhere in the oddest places. And sadly, he died in the most horrible way in a car accident. So that's what he said. Uh, next match we got, we have JYD and my buddy Tito Santana versus Terry Funk and his older brother, Hoss Funk. Because Dory Funk Jr., well, that's the NWA champion. But Hoss Funk, that's just some brother, you know, of a funk. And uh, Dory Funk Jr. is just a slow kind of guy. He just, he runs around slow. He wrestles slow. Then you have Terry Funk, who kind of does everything a little bit fast. He's always, like, poking the announcer. And uh, he's just crazy. And he has that branding iron, which, you know, when you're a kid, you actually think that thing's hot. That's going to burn somebody. Uh, but this one, I think, ends up in a count-out. I don't even know. But, again, that match comes and goes. Kind of odd. I don't even know. Like, who are they feuding against? And uh, this is uh, Terry – well, Terry Funk's first WrestleMania, Dory Funk Jr.'s first WrestleMania, but this would not be Terry Funk's last WrestleMania because he comes back as Chainsaw Charlie. For all the younger people out there, actually remember – it's amazing. Like, I can't remember WrestleMania two, but I do remember – uh, him coming back into WrestleMania. So that's, it's weird how that can happen. So uh, After that match, I think it goes to the main event. Do I have that right? I think I do. If I'm missing a match, let me know. Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy in a cage. Uh, this is where all feuds are settled. Uh, uh, Bobby Heenan kind of tears it down saying, like, yeah, all the odds in Vegas are for King Kong Bundy. And when I heard that, I'm like, I can't wait to be old enough to gamble, playing gamble on professional wrestling. It'd be awesome. And then I realized that uh, pro wrestling uh, is not in Vegas. Simple as that. There are no odds. Uh, nowadays, everyone even knows who's going to win every match. So, But I'm glad that um, someone placed the bet. Obviously, it was King Kong Bundy's favor. So if people actually did place bets and you bet it on Hulk Hogan, you would have been a very rich man because all the odds in Vegas said that that uh, King Kong Bundy was going to win. So King Kong Bundy goes in there with his big old belly and no eyebrows, no hair. Okay, right, whatever. And uh, it's a traditional cage match where there's only two ways you can win. Uh, going over the top rope or leaving through the door. When you're a kid, every single uh, ending to these matches is always someone climbs the cage and leaves when the stupid front door is right there. You can just jump out of it. I think the only thing, Bruno San Martino was the only one that was just like, yep, I've beaten you enough, Larry Zbysko. I'm just going to walk on out. He's the only one. Everyone else has to climb the stupid cage, and then there has to be some kind of a finish. In this case, Hulk Hogan climbs the cage 
Uh, I think if you get to the top of the cage, I think King Kong Bundy can't really get to you. But uh, he tries to get up there. He kind of gives him a boot to the head. Uh, King Kong Bundy gets cut open in this one. I think it's the only blood in in, in WrestleMania, in this WrestleMania. And so uh, he gives him a little kick, and Hulk Hogan climbs the thing, and Tom of the Sorda, who's probably 10 drinks already in, is, you know, just says, and your winner, the incredible Hulk Hogan. And uh, it's kind of funny if you actually watch it, because uh, the, the match itself, because King Kong Buddy's trying to get to the door, and Hulk Hogan has a, a foot, and then he has one of them big old thighs of his. But Bobby Heenan grabs his singlet, King Kong Buddy's singlet, and just starts to pull on it. Just pulls on it like that's gonna move 400 pounds if you grab a singlet. There you go. I'm surprised the thing didn't bust. And then so that go comes and goes. Hulk Hogan yet has another championship belt style. If you watch all like the WrestleManias, they they kind of change. Goes into WrestleMania three, I think he has the same belt. Then he goes to WrestleMania four, and there's a different belt, a heavyweight belt. So it's just it's just crazy. So that's basically WrestleMania two in a nutshell. Uh, hopefully I didn't forget any any of them, but uh, if I did, please let me know. Off to travel.